Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Well podcast. I am so excited for today's guest, uh, Christina. You guys are going to love her. We get into boundaries, channeling, talking to your guides, so much good stuff. Um, and I love everything she said. So you guys are going to love it as well if you are a fan of my content. And of course, all her links will be in the description box below to check her out, follow her um, and all of her stuff. I wanted to remind you guys that the Live Well Bundle is live. I adore this bundle, honestly, because it's kind of like a one-stop shop. If you have been wanting to get exposed to my content and my work, there's so much great stuff in there. There's videos for anxiety, acne, there's how to balance your hormones, there's how to start living healthy, and it's really like... If you struggle with cravings for sugar, there's the 411 killing sugar in there. There's also a whole other video on sugar. You know, there's all this stuff on anxiety, how to rid your body of toxins. So it's really going to show you where to start if you don't know where to start to start living a more like nourished, enriched life. And it makes it really easy. Plus, you have lifetime access. So as I add to this bundle over time, which I definitely plan to, you get all of that. Plus, you have a bunch of exclusive meditations that are normally only available in my programs. So there's a bunch in there that you guys are going to love. Um, and yeah, there's just there's just so much goodness. So if you're ready to get started on your journey to wellness, this bundle is definitely for you. People are already like loving it. They're not craving sugar. They're getting clear, glowing skin. They're not feeling anxiety. They're not feeling bloated. Their hormones are getting balanced. They're not struggling. They're not worrying. And most importantly, they're not wasting any more time. They're not Googling. They just, they have everything in this bundle. So that's going to be left in the description box below for you guys. Uh, and it is also my lowest ticket offer. So if you've been wanting to work with me, um, but haven't, you know, been able to make the investment yet, this is a great way because it's only $55 and you get all of this great stuff. So with that being said, uh, I will get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. This podcast is designed to help you live well, body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Liv, a natural health and wellness expert, and each week you will walk away with the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. A new episode starts now. So, hey guys, welcome back to the Live Well podcast. I am so excited for today's guest episode because I have one of my favorite humans on the planet on today, Christina. If you guys are not familiar with her yet, you're going to want to be familiar with her now. Her content's amazing. Her podcast is amazing. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. And yeah, Christina. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Um, yeah. So my name is Christina Rice, otherwise known as Christina the Channel on all platforms. And I got into this space as a holistic nutritionist. And that kind of led me to the whole energy healing realm. And then I started doing energy healing, intuitive work, started business coaching, you know, as my practice had grown, I was kind of naturally just falling into that. And, you know, now I mostly focus on channeling, intuitive work, energy healing, um, and some, some business support here, but I have a very different approach to business than most people. So I don't even necessarily think about it that way. So yeah, that's a little bit about what, what I do. 
Now we're going to definitely dive deeper into like the channeling and the intuitive work. But for those of you who don't know your story, um, I feel like you and I have a similar type of background. Like we come from that food, nutrition, paleo, no grains, gluten-free. And then, you know, we had this like, I don't know, I call it awakening. Maybe you call it epiphany, whatever it was that led us to more of the energetic, energetics, 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 spiritual. So could you tell us more about like your journey through that, how you started, what kind of woke you up till now? Cause I feel like a lot of people are starting to, to wake up to the more of the energetic side of health and how, when you woke up to it, how that allowed you to heal and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that my, my healing journey, the purpose of it was to get me here. And without that, I don't think I would have ever gotten here because I mean, I was not everything that I'm doing now. If you told me this like seven years ago, I would think you were completely crazy. Um, you know, I was very, I was very interested in like just the science. That's what's got me into like nutrition. I loved how it all made sense when I actually started exploring alternative health and holistic nutrition. Like I was led there very like scientifically from, from that approach. Um, and I had a lot of chronic issues that, you know, nobody could solve. And I was that mystery case and it forced me to step up and explore things for myself. And I felt like, you know, if I don't figure this out, nobody's going to. Um, and I hit multiple points where like, I mean, my life was really on the line for a while. And when you, when you have death staring you in the face, things change, you know? And so my perspective on the whole world totally shifted. Um, I would say at a younger age than most people, because, because I was facing that and really had to stand up for myself. That all led me to the whole paleo space, holistic health. I started to realize, um, you know, how important food was, how important my lifestyle was. And really when I was hitting that point where I didn't know if I, I mean, my organs were literally shutting down. Like I didn't know if I was going to live. I started to really go deeper into what is my purpose? Like, what is my purpose here? And my purpose isn't to live every day unhappy. Like I just wasn't going to settle for that because if you think I could die next week, well, I'm not going to spend today stressing out about stupid things, right? Like silly, trivial things. So it was just a wake up call for me in my life and how I was so stressed out and perfectionist and type A and coming back from that. I mean, I'm just so grateful for that because it got me out of that, that rigid structure and made me realize, you know, every single day I want to live in purpose. I I want, I want to be living my purpose every day and feeling that fulfillment. And that's what I was really looking for. And then over the years, you know, I, I knew probably too much about nutrition and supplements and biohacking and all of this. And my health just continued to go up and down, up and down. And I, was so frustrated. And I was so frustrated going, you know, seeing all the top doctors trained in all the different modalities, Western, Eastern, like everywhere. And I'm just always the mystery person. And then my functional medicine doctor at the time who I really trusted because he had, I really trusted him because he had such a strong, like Western medicine background. He still worked in the ER. Um, he felt very balanced to me. So he was my doorway kind of in, but he was getting really into the energy side of things. And he had recommended I start doing some more energy work. So that led me to my first psychic. And I was just, you know, in general, I'm just an open person, but I really didn't really believe any of it. I'm like, I'm open. It's fine. You know? And so I was like, I have nothing to lose. And at this point I've tried everything else. I might as well do this. Um, so I go and it just totally changed my life. I mean, she was a legit psychic, like legit every single thing she said um she was just talking to me for 90 minutes every single thing and she was very precognitive which those are kind of 
rare, like future, like to the date, every single thing she said for 90 minutes came true. And I watched that unfold over the next few years, which was wild to me, but that really kind of like triggered something within me. And after that, I started getting a lot of messages in my dreams. I got a very strong message to, uh, to uh, study Reiki and a Reiki master kind of just dropped into my life. And I was like, I'm just going to roll with this. Why not? And so the more I started, um, you know, doing energy work and learning about this and applying this to myself and then applying it to my clients, you know, I was getting better. They were getting better. And I started to realize this is working. And at the end of the day, what I care about is like what actually works for people, you know, and there's a difference between, I think there are a lot of people that like to give health advice and healing advice and, that's great. I get, you know, whatever, but like, I, I, you can tell the difference between people who work with clients and people who don't. And when you actually work with clients, you have to be open to things that are outside of your paradigm. Because at the end of the day, I just want to make sure people feel better, you know? And so if I need to set my ego aside over everything that I learned in nutrition school, isn't making sense for this person. And we, when we do something that's totally outside of the box, they're getting better. I have to listen to that. Otherwise I'm doing that person a disservice. And it was the same thing for myself. Um, and so that's really where I, I just, it was a progression and I start leaning more and more into the energy work and, and the intuitive work. And even, you know, most of the clients coming to me at the time were, were similar to me, but I mean, most of them knew more than me. Like they, these are people who have been, you know, chronically ill for 10, 15 years, have seen everybody gone to different countries, like that type of person. There wasn't anything in terms of nutrition. I was going to tell that person that was going to be a game changer probably. Um, but we, when we started doing, you know, neural reprogramming and we started doing a lot of energy healing, like that was mandatory. Like you got to do the energy healing. And I started just psychically tapping into what, what does this person need in terms of frequency? That's when people started healing relatively quickly, which was, you know, just so beautiful to see. Um, and so that's really what made me realize like there's so much more to this. And at the same time, I was just opening up more and more because I was seeing what was working. Um, and yeah, I just kind of snowballed from there. So I'm curious, how much do you think the role of like nutrition and the supplements and all of that and like the food you eat played versus like with the energetics, like, would you say it's 50, 50? Do you think like for you it was some way, but for someone else, it might be more energy or more food or like, how would you kind of explain that? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's all important. So I know there are some people that are very much like only like one side or the other. And I really believe in looking at all of it. And because it's like, you know, the way I fuel my body, my nutrition supports my channel. It supports my ability to be open intuitively, right. And fully receive that. And even with, you know, people who like, if we're thinking about like intuitive, like true intuitive eating or true intuitive movement, people have to have a baseline to work off of. Right. And so if somebody has, you know, a bunch of hormonal imbalances, gut issues, uh, why would we not work on all planes, you know? And so it's like, I think to respect the body, we should be eating well. Like, I, I don't think you should have to have a health issue to be eating well. I think everybody should be eating well. I think we've gotten so out of touch with like, how am I respecting this vessel I'm in, right? So I just think that's a baseline. And from there, you notice like so much else intuitively open up. Um, at the end of the day, though, I also believe that every physical issue has an energetic root. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, my approach is let's work on it on like from both angles. If I had to pick one, I think it would depend on the person and what they were open to, right? Because also if somebody is like headstrong, this isn't going to work and they have so much resistance to it. It won't even integrate for them, right? For myself, I'm at a point where when I have a physiological issue, I, I will go for it energetically and it usually zaps it out. But at the same time, I'm always baseline taking care of my body, right? I'm all, I just generally eat very well. Um, you know, I support detoxification. That's super important. I'm just processing so much. So I really, I really believe in, in both, but at the end of the day, everything is energy. And I also believe that as the frequency of the planet shifts, I mean, people are already seeing this, like what worked for you before isn't going to work for you anymore. And as that person raises their vibration individually, the modality, like maybe, you know, food and supplements got them this far, but as their vibration is raising, like we need to go in from a higher frequency and that needs to like match where they're at. Um, and that's very much what I experienced even in the, in terms of energy healing, like there came a certain point where, you know, Reiki just wasn't doing anything for me anymore. It just wasn't doing anything. Um, you know, it felt nice, like it felt nice, but it wasn't, I was like, I need to be zapped with some, with something higher. Right. Um, and then in comes a high and I'm like, this is what I needed. Like that, it, that was it, you know, and it came in at, at this time for a reason, because as a collective, our, our vibration is, is raising. So we need something higher frequency. Um, and so I think it's just upgrading all of the modalities, but, you know, I think even in when people are, you know, exploring this, we, we need to look at the energy behind, well, why does anybody feel like, like, cause I know you work on all planes, right. Mm-hmm. But when people are getting caught up in, well, should I do it this way or this way? I mean, that's still lack mindset. Like that's scarcity mindset. That's, that's 3d. That's this or that. And like, we have to get to the energy of the question itself. And this is about seeing that everything is connected, right? It is not uh, this or that it is this and this, right? And so just even in the energy behind, you know, that exploration itself, because people sometimes will really tug on me, like, well, should I do it this way or this way? And I'm like, why can't you do both? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So that's my long-winded explanation of how I see it. (laughs) No, but that was the perfect explanation. And I think people get caught up thinking they have to fit, like if they go this stream or this stream, and they might need a combo or this person needs this type of combo, this person needs a different type of combo and the importance of taking care of not just your physical, but like you said, you're energetic. Cause I think a lot of the time we forget that we're energetic beings or some people don't really remember a lot of the time and people talk about gut feelings or, you know, things like that, but they don't realize that like that's energy. And as much as you have a physical body, you also have an energetic body. And I think at times the energy also is able to manipulate the physical the energy behind the food that you're eating or the supplements you're taking. You know, I've seen people just their, their belief about the supplements. I think it was you, you talked about on your podcast of the placebo effect. Was it you? Yeah. 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 And like this, that, that itself is like the energy, your beliefs behind the physical thing that you're doing and whether you believe Mm -hmm. it'll work. So you're right. I think even though we think about them doing them both, they both influence each other and they're not even quite separate, even if you do them both. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think the placebo effect, I just think this is the most ridiculous thing of all time. It's like, why are we not taking advantage of the placebo effect? Right. It's like, instead they have spun it like, oh, it's a placebo effect. So it's not real. And I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, we just like, we have so much evidence of the power of the mind and the power of our intention. And we're just going to be like, 
oh, it's not real. So it doesn't work. No, it's, it's a working, it's giving you results. Why are we not taking advantage of that? You know, if like, if I can, uh, you know, if I make up my little essential oil blend and I'm like this, this heals my, this is going to get, if I put this, this magical blend that I just made on my feet every day, it's going to get rid of my acne. And I firmly believe that. And it does. Well, then it worked. Right. So, I mean, who cares? So I think there's, there's that level to it, to it as well. Um, which comes back to, you have a different perspective when you've been through the suffering, when you've been through the struggle. And when you work with people that you have seen a struggle for so long, and it's like, we just need to get them feeling better. Right. And what's actually going to work to the, for them. Um, and it, it actually saddens me. I see so many people like invalidating people's experiences. They're like, I feel better when I do X, Y, Z, but it doesn't make any sense scientifically, which I'm sure there is science to it because quantum physics. Right. But, but, and then people are like, no, that's not real. So don't do that. And like people stay stuck in this sick, in this cycle of sickness, um, because of that. And I'm just like, look, if something works for you, you do it, you know, as long as it's not harming anybody, <laughs> like you do it. <laughs> so that's my, my perspective. And I know you mentioned a high really upgraded and changed things and really worked for you. And I definitely want to talk more about that because like this, what it is, it's the most crazy thing that I've ever experienced. Um, mm-hmm. and for those of you listening, I have been learning from Christina how to do this. So like in July, you guys will be able to receive it from me, but like you channeled this, this is like a new type of energy. Can you like give us all like the details about what a high is, how amazing it is and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So a high is a seventh dimensional energy. So with different forms of energy healing, uh, you know, they work at different frequencies and so it's a higher frequency energy. Um, and this is something that I had downloaded last year, um, and kind of, you know, got trained cosmically in it, but you know, the seventh dimension is the realm of angels. It is the realm of the Akashic records. Um, and at that dimension, we can still have the concept of a soul. Right. And so I think the easiest way to explain it to people, it's like, if you've ever received any form of energy healing, uh, you know, the practitioner is, is acting as a channel for that energy flowing through them, flowing through their hands to be sent to you. Um, and it's, it's a frequency, right? So it's a higher frequency. It's, it's, typically stronger than what most people have experienced. It works much more quickly. Um, so your sessions, you know, you can either move through more in a session or they might be shorter or both. Um, so I've noticed things were just really fast, really intense. And, um, you know, depending on where the person is at when receiving, you, you might per- perceive it differently, but I've had a lot of people say, you know, I've never done plant medicine before. Um, it's funny because people are, like we'll comment, like, were you on plant medicine when this happened? I was like, no, this is my daily life. Um, <laughs> like all these things. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I've never needed it. I go places that I just go there anyway. Um, I'm not against plant medicine. I just haven't ever needed it. I've never felt the call, but I've had a lot of people who, um, you know, maybe before did ayahuasca every once in a while, or they like to use mushrooms or whatever, tell me they're like, I, they just come and they're like, I have a better experience with this. And it takes me to a similar place. If not, it feels higher, um, in terms of frequency. And I'm not, I like joke about like being high off the frequency, but that's literally how I feel. Like you just feel high in the best way, not high, like marijuana, marijuana, like 
yeah, no. brings me down. Like it, it just lowers my vibration big time, to be honest, for me personally, a high is like, it, I mean, it gives me physical energy. My brain is clear. I just feel like high, you know? So that's a little how it works. It can be, it can be sent in person or via distance either way, but it's kind of just like, you know, the, the energy will flow where it's needed in your body to rebalance your chakras. It can activate, reactivate any dormant DNA, really raise your vibration. And that's the big reason why, you know, there's a lot of healing benefits to this, like energy healing in general, because it's rebalancing our energy body. And like we've talked about before, everything physical has an energetic root. So like, this is like real root cause, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but a big reason why this came down at this time was is for the activation. And so a lot of people will notice whether it's instantaneously or just a progression over time. I mean, it's an activating energy. Um, and that was one of the main things that they, you know, the angels were telling me very strongly, like this is here to help upgrade people, to help align them with the frequency of the new earth, to help, um, you know, with that reactivation. And we're at a time where I think that help is needed just to like bridge that gap a little bit. The ascension process can, can be painful in different ways, emotionally and physically exhausting. And so to have something that helps to, um, you know, more quickly shift your vibration and, and reactivate what's in your highest so that you're feeling your best and, and really aligned with the new earth, because it feels like, you know, if the frequency of the planet is raising and we feel like we're dragging along, that doesn't feel so great energetically. So there's a lot of reactivation um, abilities with this, I'll say effects. And, and, you know, we're moving into an age where all the psychic stuff is going to be mainstream. Like all the woo-woo is going to be mainstream. Everybody's intuitive, whether or not they realize it. It's mm. just all, all of the consciousness lowering things in our world that have uh, you know, detached us from that truth and kept us under the illusion that that's not common. And so this can help to unlock a a lot of that for people. You know, it's, it's pretty, I would say it is uncommon for somebody to receive a high from me and not open up spiritually very quickly if they're not already open in that way. Mm -hmm. So Oh, it's definitely the most powerful thing. I remember still my first experience. I've had like so many sound healings and Reiki and all that. And I closed my eyes within seconds. I was blasted off. Like I was not Mm -hmm. here. It's by far the most powerful thing I've ever felt. And one of the things I think really stuck out for me that you said was also about using energy healing for like maintenance. Mm -hmm. Like why not use it to maintain just like we eat healthy food to maintain our bodies not waiting until we feel super shitty to maintain our energy, but why would you not use it to keep you feeling good? Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean it. Oh man. Okay. It's like energy healing, energy healing works. It's like root cause work. And so it's silly to me that people come in there for it to be like, like a pill, you know, like, like a, like a one-stop because sometimes, you know, it it can do that. I've seen that happen all many times. However, you know, if I'm working at the root, it's, it's like eating well, it's like, I'm not going to eat one salad. And then I'm like, I hope I'm healthy, you know? And so it is for the energetic maintenance. And the more that we are realizing that we are energetic beings, right. And working more on that plane. I mean, we're always around other people's energy, right? I, I you go to the store, you walk by somebody you're with a friend. It's like for that maintenance, like people are becoming more and more sensitive, right? We're becoming more and more sensitive 
And some people use that as an excuse to avoid life, right? (laughs) But we're not meant to avoid life, right? We should be able to interact with people. We should be able to protect our own fields, to protect our own energy, to manage our energy, to cut cords, like to, to do that type of maintenance the same way you brush your teeth and you take a shower. You know, it is that energetic hygiene that is so important and it's so simple. It's so simple. And so for me, it's something that, you know, is a regular part of my life and a way that I keep my vibration high and continue to expand and grow. And it's just like, you know, the way I view almost everything in my life now is just such a different perspective than I, than I did before every, because, because I'm truly coming from the place of everything is energy. Um, and so of course, why would I not use this tool regularly consistently? Cause I can do like <laughs> so many things with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's truly so powerful, but also like you can customize it to so many different things. And you mentioned like the importance of protecting your energy and maintaining it. Do you have any like tips or like recommendations for people apart from a high of like simple hygiene they can do daily to start to protect their energy and maintain their energy? Yeah, totally. Um, Okay. So I will say protection in general, something really simple you can do every single day. If, if somebody doesn't already do this, it, it takes like a second and, you know, it makes a huge difference, but putting yourself in an energy bubble every day. So every single day, I put myself in that energetic bubble. And I, I set that intention that no one else's energy can penetrate this unless it's energy of the highest love and, uh, nothing can get in. Right. And I set that intention. I visualize it and it makes a huge difference in my, uh, interactions throughout the day. I also will do, I'll throw up like an energy shield, if I'm talking to somebody just so I'm not taking it on, right. Like just, it can deflect off of that. So a lot of those visualizations, they're so simple, but they make a huge difference. And I can't tell you how many people I know who like know the basics, right. And they're not doing it right. It's like very advanced intuitives. And they're like, Oh yeah, I know that. I'm like, but are you actually doing it? Well, no, like, okay. Right. So the basics work. It does. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know? Um, I think the other thing that's really simple is it's the cleansing, which would be, you can do this in the shower. You can do chakra work in the shower. You can do cleansing work in the shower where you're setting the intention, asking, you know, the water in the shower to clear you of any energies that, that aren't your own. You can do this in the bath as well. So I always use water and salt every single day, whether it's shower or bath at the end of my day, just to clear off any energies that are not my own. I'm setting that intention. And putting the water to work for me, um, asking the water to work for me. So cleansing in that way, I cut cords every single day. So I like to ground outside while I do it ideally, or I'll do it, you know, in the bathtub, but I like to ground. That's another huge piece of just like recharging yourself, right. Getting those negative ions from the earth to put your body back into balance. Um, you know, getting that, that healing and activation from the earth itself, because I mean, it's literally like putting your phone on the charger, like the, the earth is your charger and you are the iPhone, like charge, charge it up. Um, so I like to ground and then I will cut cords and I, I have a YouTube video actually about cord cutting. Like there are so many ways you can do it. I mean, you could use a selenite wand. You can ask Archangel Michael to come in and, you know, use his golden sword or his golden shears and to cut those. You can do it, um, you know, psychically, if you, if you're an energy healer, you can use your, your, whatever your modality is to cut those cords. So there are many different ways to, to cut cords, but I take time every single day to do that just as some maintenance and and it makes the world of a difference. So those are some really simple things. 
I'll say. But the other thing is, you know, going back to everything is energy, like boundaries. I know we've talked about this, but this is huge. Like stop letting people take, take your energy from you. Absolutely not. You know? And so there are so many places that people don't realize that they lack boundaries. It's just the norm. Right. But when you have all of your notifications on your phone, I mean, that's wild to me, right. When you're checking all your platforms all the time, when you're available to, to people, like all the time, they call you randomly and you're always available. Like these are all places where we're not having boundaries. And so boundaries is, is huge, you know, um, because that's the place where there are so many energetic leaks I'll say. And just thinking about like everywhere where you put your focus, you are sending energy, right? Anywhere where anybody's interacting with you, you are giving energy. These are all places where you're giving energy. And so are you conscious of that? Are you, um, being very conscious about, I use this analogy. I had a client yesterday and I told her, I said, okay, this is your, your body, your heart space, your kingdom. Okay. Nobody gets to come in the kingdom. Nobody gets the keys unless you consciously say you are worthy here. Here's the key. You get to come in and visit like, and she was like, okay, that's it. Because she was just letting everybody come into her city. Everybody's coming into her city, into her kingdom, which is like her heart space. Right. And just taking everything and ransacking it. And she feels exhausted and she feels resentful and she feels burnt out. It's like letting everybody come into the city and like take all your food and all of your resources and then just run away. And you feel depleted. I'm like, okay, we're closing this up. We're locking it up. And you get to, you have to consciously choose. Yes. You get to come in here and you better be respectful. All right. And that's how we should treat, treat ourselves. And I think underneath that is, you know, these are the the sneaky ways that we aren't operating from self-love right? Like when we're just over giving and we talk about operating from unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness. But I think a piece of the conversation people forget about is like, that starts with you, right? So me, me treating people with love, that includes me. And that actually starts with me. Um, and this is also a place where like, when people get into the nitty gritty of manifestation and, you know, why did this person attract X, Y, Z, there are like some of the kindest people people are like, this person is so kind to give all of themselves, but are they giving all of themselves and sacrificing themselves in the process? Because that's not fully operating with love. That's operating with love for other people. But what about op- operating from love with yourself? You know? So those are all just some sneaky ways, um, that we give our energy away. And so I think the first piece is, you know, being really honest with where all the places I, I give my energy and, and it's open, um, you know, learning to close, close up your energetic field, um, and, and set some intentions around that can be really powerful. And it's, it's very simple. Oh, so, so simple, but honestly, so powerful. And I notice a difference, even just between like protecting my energy for the day and then like actually cleansing in between clients or in between every single call, like that even made a difference. And I feel like I really like the analogy you said by letting them into your house and like letting people in and like ransacking you basically. And then you're left with nothing. I feel like that really gives people a more 3d physical way to like, that is how the energy works when you're allowing people to come in and take whatever they want, whenever they want. I actually thought of you yesterday because someone called me at like 9am and I didn't answer. I was like, no, I'm working. Like this was not a scheduled call. I'm like you, this is not a scheduled call. Yeah. I didn't answer. Two minutes later, they called again. And I was like, no, left yeah. it. 10 minutes later, they called again. I was like, this is not an emergency. I know exactly what this person is calling. And I was like, 
you know, no, I thought of you and I was like, I feel like Christina, she would be proud of my boundaries right now because it was just so funny. Like you didn't even give me an hour to get back to, <laughs> let alone you just kept trying, thinking I was going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and those are also the people though, to like watch out for, right? Like mm-hmm. if somebody, if somebody wants to, let's say somebody wants to work with me and they send me a DM and then they send me an email they send me another DM and then leave me a comment to check my DMS. You're not my client. Sorry. Like I can't, it's, it's just like, not, I can't be with that energy, you know, cause that's, you're not, it's not coming from an empowered place. It's coming from a needy place. And like, I'm not even supporting you fully, um, in the it, bigger picture if I'm enabling that. Right. So noticing all those people that, that tug on you. And I know it shifted my relationships a lot for the better. And it's, it can be triggering for people at first, but I will literally mm-hmm. call people out of like, I do not respond to this. You know, like I, I don't respond to it. And the big thing is upholding those boundaries. Um, and it's funny. I, I left a comment on someone did a post about, about boundaries, um, like as a business owner. And I left a comment. They were all great. I was like, I have all of these. And I also don't check my text messages before 5 PM. And often I don't check them ever during the week and I don't take unscheduled calls. So like anybody in my life who knows me, like if you text me, like it's not that I don't love you. I just straight up don't look at my text for probably a week. Um, I just don't always have the energy for it. I'm, I'm communicating with so many people every single day. Uh, and you know, me responding about what happened on the bachelor, like, isn't necessarily of the utmost importance. It's just another place where I feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm giving more of myself. So that's just how I operate. And somebody commented back and they said, like, they commented to my comment and they said, I don't understand this. How does this work in case of emergency? And I understand the question, but also this way of thinking is the reason why people don't have boundaries, right? Because we can always come up with the excuse. It's like with, with that logic, I can't go on a 10 minute walk by myself without any, without my phone, just to be by myself, because what if something happens in that 10 minutes? Right. And like, I'm also not anticipating an emergency. I also trust the universe. And in the case of a true emergency, which most things that people think are emergencies aren't right. But in the case of a true emergency, first of all, I'm probably not the person that you should be calling, right? Like if somebody, <laughs> like if your house is burning down, like, if, like you should be calling the, the, the police department, like you should be calling the firefighter, probably not me if it's a true emergency. Right. And if it's a true emergency, like how often is it something that has to be handled in that exact instant? Right. Um, as opposed to like, would it make a difference if I found out about that an hour later? Right. But I also know if something was a true emergency, like I had to be, I had to be available at that moment, the universe would make sure I, I was notified, right? Like it's fine. And I mean, logistically my, somebody would probably call my partner or get a hold of my assistant. Or if I noticed I had 20 text messages and five missed calls from my sister, like it's an emergency. I would probably notice that. Right. Um, but I think like, I bring that up because those are the places where people don't realize like the, the energy behind like their logic. And I'm like, without logic, like that's just the energy behind that is looking for excuses to not have boundaries. Because what if, what if the worst happens? Well, why are you in that fear state anyway? Right? Like I'm not anticipating. I mean, and I've had these boundaries for quite some time. This has never been an issue. It has never been an issue for me. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to point that out because we, I was in that, I was in that 
mindset for so long and it was kept me so unhappy and so sick. And I had people in my life who were pulling on me immensely and they would tell me over and over again, you have to have your phone. You, you have to answer within the hour You ha- because what if something happens to you? What if it's an emergency? And I was getting that and I got that all growing up. Right. And so I really believed that. And I was like in this fear state all the time. I mean, it was keeping me in a stress state all the time. And then I was I, I, at some point I was like, honestly, screw this. I'm willing to, I'm willing to take the risk the, you know, of the 0.5% chance there's a true emergency that I don't, I don't hear about it. Sorry. But like, I also can't be living my life I can't be living my life always on the lookout. What if something that's an emergency happens to somebody else? At that point, you're expecting me to always be on call for you. Like that is so selfish. That is so selfish for somebody to be Mm. like, you need to always be available for me in case for the 0.5% chance that I need you, no boundaries are allowed. Because that's literally the energy behind when people say things like that. Um, and I know there are a lot of people who have people in their life, whether it's their partner, the parents, their their boss. Like, you know, if your boss is texting you at 9 p.m., you could just as easily have been asleep. Right? So it's like uphold the boundary. Anyway, that's my rant. But I no, love, I love talking about boundaries. I And everything you said is so true. And I find that people often don't have boundaries also like out of that lack of self-love, that fear that, you know, I have to be available. Otherwise maybe they won't be my friend anymore. My partner will leave me or even that fear of like, what if something happens? But like you said, why are you living in this space when you are assuming that an emergency can, and it's going mm-hmm. to happen at any given point, it's almost like a scarcity kind of like lack energy. And I'm telling you, like, I have never gotten an emergency call. I'm thinking my, my life to be honest, yeah. let yeah. alone when I started setting boundaries. And even I think when people go to sleep, uh, even with my clients, I'm like, you have to go on airplane mode. Like these EMFs, like, no, mm-hmm. like, but what if in an emergency? And I'm like, I'm telling you, the guys will wake you up if there's an emergency. Oh, yeah. they wake me up already. And like, if I had to be up in the middle of the night because something was going, they would wake me. Yeah, they, they would make it very clear. And also, I, I'm sorry, people got by 50 years ago. Like, it's okay, right? Think about like, you know, our parents, when they were, if somebody want to get a hold of them and you, and you called, Hey, I want to talk to Tommy, right? Tommy's not home. Sorry. <laughs> You're shit out of luck. Like that's just the way it is, you know? So uh, yeah, the, the boundary thing is, is, is key. Um, there's something else you said in there, but, but I don't remember, but I, I think that it can be very triggering for people, uh, especially with the friendship thing of realizing, is it because I think that I have to be available to this person so that we stay in a relationship? In which case, like, I mean, that's just avoiding the truth of the foundation of your relationship. If I have to be always available for somebody, and I mean, I've straight up said this to people before who like text me every day and then get upset that I don't respond. I will, I will straight up say, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation, conversation. I'll just be like, look, I love you and I want to be friends with you, but I'm just going to let you know how I operate. I am not the type of person that will text somebody back like more than once every like two weeks. Uh, (laughs) in general, I'm just not that I'm just, I'm just not that person. Um, and so if you, if you need a relationship with me where I'm, you know, texting you back and forth all day long, most days, like I'm not the person for you. I will, I will say that because I'm just not, you know, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna, be honest about it. But if that's what somebody needs, 
then I think that says a lot about, you know, their own energy. Like, why do they need that level of, um, like, where's that level of dependency coming from? And if somebody has to have access to me all the time, then probably not the type of relationship I want to be in. And what I also know is because I was the person that was always available. Like I was that person for a very long time. You text me, I respond within 30 seconds. Like I was that person. Um, but I also know that the more scarce I have made myself, people value my time so much more. People respect me so much more and they appreciate me so much more. They show up fully when I am in that conversation. Um, I have no interest in like half-assed conversations here and there. It's like, let's like be present in this conversation or, or not, (laughs) you know? Um, I think that's also part of just my energy shift of learn, like being here, you know, like being here in the now. And for so long I had, I mean, meditating was so hard for me. I'm still, I mean, I don't really do traditional meditating, but I'm very present with people. And one of my biggest annoyances, to be honest, is when, if I'm with somebody and I can tell you're not here, like you can talk to somebody and you can tell their brain is somewhere else. They're thinking about something else or already planning the next thing. They're thinking about that email. And I mean, this is a, I mean, that's just chronic stress and it makes me feel so disrespected. If I am giving you 10 minutes of my time, 30 minutes of my time, if somebody is on a call with me, I am there. Like I am present and I expect the same back, you know, and I think that in our larger culture, we've uh, lost the skill for many people of being fully mm-hmm. present. And this is hard for people to even recognize within themselves. And I have people close to me where I will just reflect, I'll say, Hey, like, I know you think you're present right now, but I can literally feel you thinking about something else. Right. And sometimes people don't even notice, like I'll be talking to somebody and they pull out their phone and start like typing something. I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, sorry. I just thought, I just thought of something. Right. I just thought, or I have to text this person. I'm like, can you be in this moment with me? right? Like being in the present moment. Um, and so these are all the places for us to notice, like, where am I always living in my present or my past or in my future or my past? Instead of living in the present, nothing else really exists. And you can, you're going to spend your whole life feeling unfulfilled if you're always worried about what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And also if you're always worried about what happened, you're, you're always missing your now. And that's all that there really is, you know? So I think that's something else for people to realize as well. Um, you know, these are all just subconscious, like avoidance tactics of what do we not want to feel right now? What do we want, not want to notice right now? It's easier to plan ahead, um, than it is to, to be in the now to, to be in our bodies, right? These are all places where we're not in our bodies. Uh, but we're here to be in the human experience. We're here to integrate with that and master that not to avoid it. Right. I love to channel and astral travel, but I came here to have a human experience. And having a human experience to me, if I'm going to master this, I got to be in this body. I got to work with this body, right? I got to know this body. I got to be on this plane and I can bring that down and integrate that. But if I'm spending all day, every day, just astral traveling as a way to not be here, I'm not, I'm not doing what I signed up for, right? Like I came here to, to learn a lot of that, right? But how do I apply this to the human body? And so these are all places where people like are not in their bodies. And this is the the fragmentation that can lead to a lot of chronic illness, right? There are so many people who are just not fully in their bodies. And that could be a trauma response, you know, um, because I don't want to feel 
what I'm feeling, whether that's emotionally or physically, it's super common for people with chronic pain, um, you know, who just don't want to be fully in it. And people think, no, I feel it, but do you, right? When you're always in the past or when you're always in the future, you're always thinking about the next thing, like go in, go into your body, like be Mm -hmm. on this plane and notice how things shift. So yeah, that's my, I just, I don't know how I looped there, but I did. No, but you're so right. I feel like people get very disconnected from the present moment, from the current, like whether they're not present with the people, they're not present with the food that they're eating. They don't even notice like, you know, what they're eating or the taste or the texture, like just in terms of like more of the work, you know, that I do in terms of like mindfully, they're not even noticing that. And they're like leaving their bodies. They're thinking about that email to Joe and they're not even enjoying their life or they're not enjoying their coffee. When I, people slow down and actually like, oh, let me like eat and like eat my food and notice my food or notice my coffee or be present with this person and have a full conversation, not thinking about 50 million other things. You feel differently in your body because otherwise it's almost like there is that, that disconnect. And it's like, to me, it feels like not aligned. Like it's slightly off. And so when people feel like off to me, I'm like, yeah, cause you're not fully like present with yourself. And like you said, normally it is to avoid a lot of emotions and to avoid things. And I feel like also there's a, a culture of being really busy that tells us and there's no time to be present. Hustle, 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 go, go, go. And then we almost like disconnect because we're so exhausted from that culture that we disconnect again to not be present, to not feel maybe our emotions or how exhausted we are or how in pain we are. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So many people think that when I reach a certain goal, then I'll be happy and then I'll be present. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I have, I work with so many people have worked with to this day, work with a lot of, um, high level CEOs, people who are in the public spotlights, people who other people think, Oh, they have the perfect life. They have it all together. And they're not all of them. Right. But this is a common theme of like this deep unfulfillment. Something is missing. I'm having this life crisis because if you look around, it should seem like everything is perfect, but like, I feel there's something missing. There's something empty. There are, I'm, I'm surrounded by all of these people, but is there any depth to any of these relationships? Do they really see me? Right. I thought once I hit this, this financial goal and had all these businesses and whatever they thought, right. Had all these houses, like I thought then I would, I would be able to slow down and be present. It's, it's not going to come right. You have to learn to be present in the now, right? Like it's not when you hit a certain goal, then I can relax. That's what people think. Once I do this, then I can relax. Then I can relax. I just got to get through that. Then, then this will happen. Just got to push through this. Then it's like, you're, I mean, you're here now you are here now. I mean, we don't, you could, I mean, you could die between now and then when you think you're right. So it's like, are you really going to spend that time? Oh, I can't relax until, until I hit this. It's just not how it works. We have to relate differently to the thing itself, right? We have to relate differently to all of the work on our plates, right? We have to relate differently to all of the events we have to go to. We have to relate differently to all the commitments we have ahead. We have to relate differently to all of the things on the to-do list. And what I mean by that is we can look at that and it'd be like, how am I going to get all this done and looking ahead and worrying about the future? And after that, then I can relax or I can be like, this is just what it is right now. But in this current moment, I'm not going to do 50 things in this current moment. 
I could, what's going to make me feel fulfilled and accomplished. I could do this one thing and then be present in the now, but I don't need to worry about the other 40. They're going to take me however long, right? I can, I can go, I can do that when, when I get there, I can take some time and plan that, give me some structure and then forget about it. Knowing I have the structure set up so that when I'm in that moment, everything flows, right? But a lot of people think that once one thing happens, like once this happens, this is going to change. That's not how it works. Sorry. You have to relate differently to it now. Once, I mean, people do this in relationships, right? Once we get, once we get married, it's, the stress is going to be gone. We're going to be fine. No, I mean, no, it's just a recipe for disaster, right? Like you have to look at the truth of, of what is happening right now. And when there are stressful situations, that is actually the, the, the most telling time of where you're at energetically of where the truth is at, right? Because when you're in balance, the things that are stressful or would be perceived as stressful to maybe somebody else or to a different version of you aren't even stressful anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's literally about shifting how you perceive things. So if you think it's stressful, you can shift your perception so that it doesn't even feel stressful at all. So instead of, oh my God, there's 50 things I need to do. Like I got to, I got to get this done and I'm stressed about this. And then once I get here, then I'll relax. It's like learning to be in the moment where none of that's even stressful. It's just life. Life is always going to give you more to-do lists. <laughs> it can, right? Life is always going to, the more things are going to pop up. Like it's just the flow of it. And so it's learning to navigate that gracefully now that that sets you free instead of waiting for something to happen because once, once you get all the stuff that you think after I finish this, then I'll feel better. Something else is going to pop up. And, and then, then every thing. single time. Yeah. It's every single time, whether it's like making more money or being in a relationship or even like health wise, like once I lose this weight or once I do this and it's like, well, when we lose more weight or fix this or what, and there's always something else. It's like not enough, not enough. And until you're like, yes, present. But I also think also happy and grateful in the moment that it's never going to be enough. And we, I think, spend so much time chasing, chasing the next chasing. And I was definitely guilty of this. And I still like remind myself not to do this is that chasing so many things all the time and not being present. is only going to set you up not only to not be happy in your life, but to feel more of that disconnect. Oh, totally. I mean, this is one of the most, so like in brain rewiring, we have like common negative pathways, right? Chasing is one of the most common ones what, what is for you? You don't have to chase what is for you. Like, I just have to be me and it comes to me. That's it. Uh, this is why I love you. Cause I'm like, yes, exactly. People always think like, no, like I don't chase. I attract what's meant mm-hmm. for me will find me. And oftentimes it'll find you faster by not chasing. Absolutely. It's not that scarcity energy. There's not that lack. I currently don't have, let me chase harder. What's typically when you're chasing, it's your ego. And when you're attracting, it's just your soul. Right. So it's, it's, it's letting your soul lead instead of your ego. Like, and this is where people, they get so caught up in, I'm going to think my way through this, but your soul has something bigger. Like your soul already knows. And so I could say, I don't even know what's something that I would, that I would go after. I could be like, you know, I want the perfect house and logic my way through it and chase, chase these houses and like move through force, force it past the resistance, there's resistance, but no, this is the one. And I'm just going to push, push, push. Or I could just sit back and be open to it and let the universe plop it in my lap. And it's bigger and better than it ever could have been if I had 
logic my way through it or try to, you know, think about it. Like my ego was, was driving the car. So it really is just letting your, your soul bring you what's meant for you. I love that. And I know you mentioned so many different things in this episode between like rewiring and a high. And for anyone that's interested in working with you, let them know, like, where they can go, how they can find you, things you do. Um, yeah, let them know. Yeah. Well, I would definitely recommend checking out my podcast, Christina, the channel. You can listen to the episode with Liv <laughs> uh, and all of the other episodes. I have I have qu- quite a few after six years of podcasting. Um, YouTube is another great place. Instagram is another great place. I have lots of free content. And if you're looking to like dive deeper into this and work with me, the best, the best way to do that to start would be the channel collective. So this is a monthly membership. It's a container that I have set up very intentionally to raise your vibration. And so every month there are Q and a coaching calls. There is a monthly, a high 70 energy healing session. So you're getting that energy healing monthly, which FYI, like that in itself, just the energy healing pays for the membership itself. Um, we have manifestation calls to charge your manifestations and there's a ton of content. It's like a huge resource library about all things, intuition, manifestation, healing on all planes, brand rewiring. I share all of my exclusive channeled messages there. So, you know, it's a place to do a lot of healing work, shadow work, inner child healing, all that. Um, in a very accessible way. So I would really invite you if you are interested in really raising your frequency to step into that container, try it out and really apply yourself, right? Like really use what's available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like any coach or healer, right? Like we're not the ones getting anybody results. We're just like, I do everything I can to set up a container, but it's not up to me if somebody applies themselves or not, right? Like if you mm-hmm. apply yourself to to what I share. If you apply yourself to what Liv shares, right. And her container is like, you get magical results. You do, but like, it has to be you saying, yes, I'm going to utilize all of these tools, all of this information, and I'm going to take action on it, not just read it and not do it. Right. So mm-hmm. I will just say that because I think that's important to remember. Um, like you deciding, yes, I'm doing this for me is the most important thing for any container you step into. So Anyway, the channel collective, I think is the best place to start. Um, and all the information is on my website, Christina, And as a member of the channel collective, I will personally say it is amazing. Like, yes, the high that pays for it in itself, but just like the resource, I love all the videos. There's so much content. There's so much like amazing, like I love it. So I can personally Thank say you. like, I, I love being a member. Um, and of course all her links will be down in the description box below for you guys to find her, follow their join the channel collective, come join me in the channel collective. And thank you so much, Christina, for coming on today, sharing your wisdom um, and guiding us. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. And uh, for anybody listening, definitely reach out. I would love to connect and yeah, thanks again.